G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. So when you look in the mirror, do you like what you see or do you, like many people, loathe what you see? Hmm. When you see yourself in a photo, how do you react? Or hear your voice in a recording or see yourself on a video? What do you think of you? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome again to the program as we today take another look at your self-image from a different perspective. People don't believe me when I tell them that I used to be an incredibly insecure person. I mean, terribly insecure, chronically insecure all of the time, concerned about what people were thinking of me and how they saw me and and what they thought of what I said. And I mean, what if my voice sounded funny to them? I mean, it did when I listened to it from a recording. What if they didn't like the fact that I was grossly overweight and I used to be a very big boy? What if they thought what I was saying was just downright stupid? Those were all the doubts bouncing around in my head and my heart. And I've got to tell you, it's a terrible way to live your life. Anybody who has experienced that feeling of insecurity or is still living in that place right at the moment is right now nodding their heads because they know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But the reason that people would never have believed that I, of all people, was suffering from chronic deep-rooted insecurity was that, as I said the other day, I was able to put on a very convincing facade of confidence. I'm a fairly strong character and I'm reasonably articulate and I find it very quick and easy to collect my thoughts and to express them coherently. So you combine those two abilities, those natural gifts, and you can see how easy it was for me to to build that uber-confident facade. Of course, it didn't fool mature people, wise people. You can always tell when it's an act. When you have to keep promoting yourself and, and telling other people how good you are, lots of people will see through that. But others are intimidated by it and they back off, although they never love you and respect you for it. The reason that I'm being so blatantly transparent here is that I don't want you to think for one moment, just because I'm the smooth voice on the radio, that I've had a perfect life. I am talking about overcoming insecurity here as a first-hand practitioner, not a theoretician. That's my point. Today, it's entirely different for me, completely. When something happens that would in the past have caused me to feel insecure, criticism, for instance, or that feeling of inadequacy when I compared myself with other people, or perhaps someone knows more about a particular subject than I do, when those things happen these days, I'm just completely at ease. There's not a single twinge of insecurity that sweeps through me. This one single transformation in my life is one of the things that I'm most thankful to Jesus for. And right now, I want to tell you how it happened, because it was all about what he did for me, not about what I did for myself. Please understand that. It's all about Jesus. You hear about people who have emotional problems like this going to see a therapist, or they go into therapy, we sometimes hear it said. And and there's a role for counselling and therapy. But my therapy came in the form of rehabilitation that was fed to me directly 
from God's Word. The single most powerful, most incredibly mind-blowing transformation that I've ever experienced in my life has come from quietly, every day, reading God's Word, praying about it, thinking about it, and then letting the Holy Spirit write it on my heart so that I can live it out. That's how therapy becomes rehabilitation. The word becomes deed because that's what God does. You start by crawling, then by limping, then then you slowly graduate to walking, and one day you find yourself running. That's how God seems to work. Yeah, okay, there's the odd lightning bolt out of the sky that zaps you with power, but there are also weeks and months and years of quietly just living out God's word as a form of powerful rehabilitation. So what part of God's word impacted me and set me free from the deep insecurities that I've lived with all my life? Well, here it is. It follows on where we left off yesterday, where we were talking about living out the unique gift that God's given each one of us. Romans chapter 12, verses 9 to 21, just quietly drink this passage of scripture in and let the Holy Spirit have a powerful effect in you as he speaks into your heart. Let love be genuine, hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with mutual affection, outdo one another in showing honour. Don't lag in zeal, be ardent in spirit, serve the Lord, rejoice in hope, be patient in suffering, persevere in prayer, contribute to the needs of the saints, extend hospitality to strangers, bless those who persecute you, bless and don't curse them, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep, live in harmony with one another. Don't be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Don't claim to be wiser than you are. Don't repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it's at all possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God, for its written vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. No, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they're thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals on their heads. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Do you see how there's nothing spectacular here? God's just quietly talking about humbly using your special God-given gift and the ability to bless others and going and doing it. Nothing spectacular, just quietly day after day after day, all different ways of doing that. Outdo each other in showing honour, be patient through suffering, keep on persevering in prayer, generously contribute, hospitality to strangers. The list goes on. Day after day, just, it's so simple. It's too simple, it's too obvious. And yet what happens is that as we exercise our gifts over and over and over again to bless others, just by doing good, just like we've read here, the Holy Spirit flows out through us. The blessing of God flows out through us. And as well as blessing all those other people out there, God blesses us by validating who we are, who he made us to be, what he made us to do, and the stuff we're good at. He validates that as we use his gifts that he's given us in action. He uses us. He works through us. You see, there's the rehab. There's the transformation right there. And there is a whole new sense of self-worth and self-esteem and self-image being rebuilt from the ground up by God. Isn't that just beautiful? Isn't that completely wonderful? Do you see how God's word here powerfully translates into simple actions that bless others and transform us? See, only God can do that. Only when we accept Jesus into our lives and God's forgiveness flows and the Holy Spirit power flows can that transformation take place. I feel like I'm jumping out of my skin at the moment at the sheer privilege to be able to share this beautiful truth with you today. 
The wonder of God's plan for your life. Do you have any idea how much he loves you? Do you have any idea how great God's plans are for you? God doesn't want you to live in chronic insecurity. God God doesn't want you to suffer from pride or from low self-esteem or as I did from both at the same time. God wants to set you free from all of that, to humbly yet powerfully live out the life of blessings that he has planned for you. Yes, through a whole bunch of trials and temptations that will come your way. I mean, the devil's not going to leave you alone when you start living out this life. Be sure of that. In fact, the mere fact that he comes after you with his legions of demons is a sure sign that you're on the right path. Your God wants you to know that the image in which he created you is his image. And the hash that you've made of things through your sin is wiped away through your faith in the fact that Jesus paid the price for you on that cross and that his power, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, is at work in you now to restore you back into that original image. And the more you see that image appearing in you, the more you're going to delight in who he made you to be and the more that deep insecurity is going to flee from you. Trust me, I know to remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at powerfulprayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word as well. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you. And let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is PowerfulPrayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time Monday with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.